1: Morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning Five here on Friday, August twenty third, twenty nineteen. I am Dave Biddle. Proud to, to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jonah, uh, want to look at Demario McCall emerging as. The primary backup running back to J.K. Dobbins, and this is a young man, J. Book. That all off season you were you were saying you were expecting big things from Demario McCall. So this probably comes as no surprise to you. But you know, as, as recently as two weeks ago, Ryan Day was telling us that you know they did not have a legit backup running back. And then talking to Tony Alford the other night, uh, specifically Wednesday night after practice, Tony Alford said it's Demario McCall. Uh, just your reaction to all that?
0: Yeah, I'm actually really excited about that because that means that. Uh, McCall has had a a really good camp. He stayed healthy. That was one of the the big question marks, uh, going into the camp in this season is can he stay healthy? Um, obviously they really need him. I don't, I'm not sure he's a, uh, in between the tackles type of running back. I think he's going to be more of a versatile back there. But the fact that he's right there in the mix has to bode well for this offense because he is a dynamic playmaker. And as long as he is on the field, he's going to be a mismatch uh, for Big Ten linebackers. So I'm really pumped up that he's able to really kind of separate himself from the other guys and he's healthy enough to compete to solidify that second spot.
1: Yeah, I kind of think – um I want to talk about J.K. Dobbins for a second. It's crazy. I mean, he's rushed for over 1,000 yards in each of his first two seasons, entering his junior year. He's going to be the first player in Ohio State history to rush for over 1,000 yards uh, in his first three seasons if he's able to do it. And if he stays healthy, he's a lock. He'll join Archie Griffin as the only player, period, in Ohio State history to do that. Archie did it, of course, his sophomore through senior seasons. Um, what's weird is I look at J.K. and I think I don't, even, I, I don't see a future NFL stud. Maybe I should because I think we're going to see his best football the season just um i guess what do you expect out of jk dobbins this year and and do you see like a future nfl stud when you watch him play
0: yeah i have put it on twitter over under 1500 yards for jk dobbins this year and i'm on the i'm one of the believe that he will hit that over i really think that he is going to have a monster year ohio state told him last year was not good enough um they told him that he's better than what he played last year. He's come into camp, and he's cut weight. He's dropped the body fat. He's in tremendous shape. Um, from all indication, he's going to be playing with his chip, with a chip on his shoulder. And I think that the thing that people need to realize is with Justin Fields' threat at running the football, it's going to allow uh, open running lanes for Dobbins because if – just think about, you know, with, J, with when Dobbins was with JT Barrett, it allowed – Dobbins to get into that second level in a hurry. And I think you're going to have that same situation this go around. Um, So I'm looking for a big, big year from him. I'm thinking uh, over 1,500 yards. He hit 1,403 as a true freshman. And uh, I think he's going to also be contingent on that offensive line this year. I'm very bullish on the O-line. I think they have a potential to be uh, a bunch of junkyard dogs again.
1: And then how do you feel about the other three running backs, very running back-centric show we got here on Friday? Uh, Marcus Crowley, true freshman, Master Teague, registered freshman, has been banged up in camp, but I have no doubt when he gets healthy he's going to be in the mix for some playing time. Um, but how do you feel about these guys, Marcus Crowley, Master Teague, and then the other true freshman, Steel Chambers?
0: Yeah, and the thing that a lot of people have been asking about is everyone thought that it was a lot that Master Teague was going to be competing for that second running back spot because of the injuries it's opened the door for Marcus Crowley, who, from all indications, has really excelled early on as a true freshman. And I know Tony Alford this week said uh, right now Marcus Crowley is ahead of Master Teague on the depth chart. And I think it's going to be a situation where Master Teague is going to have to fight like heck to uh, unseat Crowley because if he continues to run the ball with a sense of urgency, uh, Crowley then it's going to be hard for Master Teague. But you have to really like the development of a true freshman. If they can get something out of Teague, if he can stay healthy, it's going to be icing on the cake. Uh, Still Chambers, um, he got his black stripe removed. I look at him more as, uh, uh, if anything, a special teams contributor. But I I like what I'm hearing from Marcus Crowley. From, From what a lot of people have been saying is he is a guy that has a little dog in him. He runs the ball hard. He might not have the, the most top-end speed there, but he is a heck of a running back.
1: You mentioned the offensive line earlier. Um, how much rotating do you expect we'll see, especially early in the season, like a right tackle with Bowen and NPF and you know even left tackle with them using Thayer Mumford back in after offseason back surgery. Maybe they'll get Alibi in there. Maybe they'll get Harry Miller in there a little bit. Um, how much rotating do you expect uh, to see on the offensive line?
0: I think it's one of those situations where you have to play it by ear. Um, obviously, if if Ohio State is in a commanding lead, you can see uh, a solid rotation going on. But if it's, you know, fourth-quarter crunch time and Ohio State is uh, still trying to put the game away, you'll probably see a lot of your starters playing the, the bulk of the time. Early on, You could, I think you will see a 3-1 uh, type of rotation, meaning the starters go 3-series. The backup guys who's pushing the be starters come back in for one series. That's typically what you see. The thing that you want to do is you don't want to get crazy and rotating guys because you do want that first unit to gel. You want those guys to mesh together so that once we get into the meat of the Big Ten, that, that cohesiveness with the offensive line is where you need it to be, especially when you have a new starter in Justin Fields.
1: You know, now that camp's pretty much over, I mean, they, you know, they don't go into full game week mode until next week, but they considered camp over pretty much, you know, at the last weekend is when they moved out of the hotel. Um, when you look at, cause there was all, we'd like to talk about positional battles all off season. Um, it's fun to do. Um, now that the dust has settled, did any of the results from the various position battles during camp surprise you, Jay Book?
0: Not a whole lot. I mean, pretty much it's where it was at. You know, after the spring and going into the spring, um, I think, you know, you're going to have to – those younger guys are really going to have to elevate their play to unseat some of the veterans. Hopefully, um, you know, the veterans perform at a much higher level, especially on the defensive side, under the new coaching staff. Um, But those younger guys, I think the thing that really helped them is not necessarily jumping guys on the depth chart, but proving that they're good enough to actually play. And if if that's the situation, then what that does is it provides valuable depth to the program. When you look at Clemson and the Alabamas and the Georgians, they have ways of guys that can come in. If Ohio State can build that type of rotation to where they have ways of young guys that can come in and contribute and get a bunch of wild plays, that's going to bode well for the program.
1: And last thing, I want to get your thoughts on Tony Alford, who I, I really like Tony Alford. Um, I think he does a good job. I like him personally. Um, I just like the guy, and I think he's going to get this figured out in the end. But I did ask him after practice Wednesday, and like, I know it's, it has to be frustrating for you, and he can't name names. Pretty obviously I was talking about B. John Robinson when I was asking about guys that have, and for the listeners that have not, that don't know the story, B. John Robinson, the five-star running back, um, told Ohio State he was going to be a Buckeye, and then You know, a few weeks later, just blindsided them and and called them and told them he was not going to be a Buckeye. So at least he picked up the phone and called them. Uh, I give the young man credit for that, as I've said on the show a few times. But uh, what did you make of Tony Alford's comments? The the quote was: he he had a long pause, Jay Book, then he was like, "We'll be fine." Put it that way, you know. He said it with confidence: "We'll be fine." Put it that way, like he almost like he was like gritting his teeth. But he admitted it's also frustrating. And I asked him a follow-up question: just what did you make of Tony Alford's comments about running back recruiting?
0: Yeah, and, and Dave, I had to give you props for asking the tough question there because, you know, that that's something that's been on the, the fans' mind for quite a bit of time in regards to the running back recruiting. It's been a hot topic on our boards, and, and the fact that you asked him that, I had to give you props there. Um, as far as, you know, Tony, uh, he has to figure it out. I have confidence that he will get it done. I know a lot of people, rightly so, um, believe that this is the Cadillac position at Ohio State. We shouldn't have to be reaching uh, for fourth and fifth options here. There should be a premium at the running back position, especially when you're comparing yourself to the Georgia's at Alabama, where Georgia's on the verge of landing two five stars. Um, I don't think Ohio State is going to land another five star uh, in this class. I will absolutely be shocked, but with the, the 2021 class, I think you're going to be uh, I think they're going to do very well in that class. Um, the thing that you want to see from Tony Offer is just secure I mean, you got down to the five-yard line with be John Robinson and, and somehow, you know, you turned the ball over and it went the other way for a touchdown. You got to secure them. You got to get him in. You got to punch it in and close the deal. Um, hopefully, you know, this really lights a fire under Tony. Um, if you looked at his response to you, I don't think he was very happy about the I don't think he's very happy about the way things are going at the running back uh, position when it comes to recruiting, but what I say is trust the staff uh, that they get it right, and that's what I'm going to do. I think they're going to trust I'm going to trust the staff that they get it right and figure it out. And at the end of the day, if Tony doesn't get it done, then he will be held accountable by Ryan Day.
1: Yep, Ryan Day has proven that. There's no doubt about it. He's not afraid to make coaching changes. As we saw during the offseason when he took the bull by the horns. Great stuff, as always, from Jonah Booker. I really appreciate the insights, Jay Book. And thank you to all listeners out there for tuning in to the show. I appreciate that as well. hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's go to Buckeye swag, the fan Band in the Land.